0: Welcome back, Wyoming Knuckleheads. On today's episode of Go Be Wyoming, I sat down with Sheridan County author and local business owner, Daniel Bachman. Dan and I talk about how he first got into writing and the process on becoming a published author. He talks about his early struggles on starting a business and writing. But first, a moment to thank one of our great sponsors, the Sheridan County Airport. Save time, fly local, fly Sheridan. You can book daily flights out of Sheridan, direct to Denver International Airport, provided by skywest airlines you can book online today at united.com save time fly local fly sheridan i just want to thank everyone for listening to this interview with author dan bachman where we talk about his latest work how a king is made where you can find it on amazon or to his website Sweet. How'd you, how'd you, uh, find us? You must've,
1: um, it wasn't all that long ago. Uh, actually it was earlier this year. Uh, I think I stumbled across to you on an, some sort of either an ad mm-hmm. It was one of the ads came up on okay. uh, my feed somewhere or something. I'm like, Oh dang, that guy's that's local. Let's check that out. And then I started seeing some of the people he had and I just went right to, uh, Apple podcast, uh, Awesome. Subscribed. And then I, at work and stuff, I listen all the time.
0: Yeah. So I perfect.
1: Catch, I catch a few of these.
0: Yeah. the Ones that pop, catch one your interest. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Um, well, that's good. No, that's exciting to hear. Yeah. Um, you always
1: want to know where your where your people are coming yeah. from. I get that. I, I <laughs> ask those questions too. I'm always like, where'd you hear about us?
0: Yeah. Or like which one, which one grabbed you, you which know? Which one grabbed um, you? Yeah. yeah. So which one did you listen to? You uh, think? Burst Marity. yeah Oh, awesome. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. I wanted a, you use it for a little bit preparation work for what I was going to do too. <laughs>
0: awesome. Very so, cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's right. Cause you're going to, um, you're going to be working with him. Yeah. He, um, yeah, I, already, I need, oh. I need to have him on, uh, his is one of my, I don't, I don't know how you thought that interview went, but I, I feel like I talked too much and that's, you know, and uh, I think I got a little, uh, starstruck a little bit. Oh yeah. Cause I went through his list of movies beforehand and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, I mean like everyone yeah. knows around here, like, yeah, Forrest Gump yeah. and, but like, yeah, he's got a huge CV. Yeah. yeah everything um,
1: Verte is just amazing. And I didn't know much about him. I got a great story about how I stumbled onto him.
0: Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. How'd you so, stumble upon him?
1: Well, working on my next work, which mm-hmm. I hope we get to talk about yes. here eventually. Um, I reached out to a friend of mine, we both probably know him, a friend Josh, and I wanted something that would really challenge me, something totally different than what I'm doing now, and uh, get into a... Uh a place that I've never been before. It's nothing I know about. So I wanted to know something about uh, the film industry. I don't yeah. know anything about that. So it's like four o'clock in the afternoon or in the morning, I'm up early and it just dawns on me. I know this guy, he might know somebody's he got, uh, Josh, he knows everybody. I mean, he knows somebody. So I text him, not even knowing what time of day it was. <laughs> and I'm like, who do you know in the film industry? Yep. Send. And I'm like, oh, shoot, what time is it? Oh, dude, he just sound asleep, you know, and I didn't hear back from him. Yeah. Like till 10 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, when I, when I did finally hear back from him, he goes, the no one person I can think of is Bruce Moriarty. And I'm like, okay, I got to find out who that is. I yeah. don't, I'm not super familiar. So that's how that came about. And Josh put us uh, in contact.
0: Is, really it, cool. is that Josh law? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> infamous. Yeah. Infamous, famous. Yeah. In, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's awesome. And, um, you know, um, the funny story also about Bruce is so uh, my wife at the time was working at Starbucks and I was running the podcast and um, you know, she'd ask sometimes like who my guests are on. And you know, most of the time, because early on, it was a lot of like local politicians and stuff, politics, and you know, she could care less. And (laughs) um, I, I I get the interview with Bruce and I finished that. I think it was right after, you know, and she kind of asked like, who'd you just interview And I was like, Bruce. And she's like, Bruce who? And I'm like, Bruce Moriarty. And she's like, Oh, I know Bruce. Oh, and cause he goes into Starbucks all the time. And I'm like, well, how long have you known Bruce for? And she's like, Oh, since I started there. Cause you know, he like goes in every day and I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, you couldn't, and, you know, and, uh, you couldn't introduce me? I'm like, and she's like, I didn't know he was, you know. And I tell her what she, he did. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, I didn't know that, yeah. which, you know, if you pass by a lot of people here in Sheridan, yeah. you would never know. You don't know Yeah. So, um, well, what a great uh, way to start this one today. Um, I've got author and business owner, entrepreneur. I don't yeah. know if what you like business owner, entrepreneur. Both. Both. I like them both
1: man. It's, just, it's awesome.
0: Uh, Dan, uh, Bachman, he yeah. was just telling the story of how he stumbled upon Gobi wild. And, uh, the biggest thing we're doing today is we're going to help promote his new book, uh, coming out, how a King is made uh, business career, family, masculinity, and power. Uh, when is this out, Danny?
1: Um, I, I published that in, I think it was the 21st of December, oh, 2021. Okay. Okay,
0: so you can go get it. Um, You guys, you have a publishing company, uh, well, or, a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, just,
1: just a little bit of a publishing company. I, I publish my own work. Okay. Was, gotcha. So everything in here is self published. Yeah. And when I did my own publishing, I housed it under my own company, Bachman Group. Gotcha. S. I'm with you.
0: Yeah. So, and you can get them on Amazon, Amazon, all that stuff.
1: Kindle. Uh, it's Amazon. You can get it anywhere, you know, paperback, Kindle, any of the, virtually any of the readers. Yeah. And you can get it on, I have it on my website
0: too. So, awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And we'll let you, we'll let you give all I, that, that. soap box. Um, but first Dan, um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Um, and how did you kind of end up here in Sheridan?
1: Well, so, yeah, you know, I was born in Laramie, Wyoming, 7,200 feet. You know, you go down there to college and everybody's sucking for air. And I'm like, hey, man, I've been born here. <laughs> and I'm done that tough. Anyway, I come, uh, growing up, we moved around the state a little bit growing up. But it was about a freshman in high school. We moved to Sheridan. My parents loved this area. And actually, we moved to Bighorn. Okay. And the reason we moved to Bighorn is a four day school week. Yeah, right. My parents are like, this is so cool cool they were like super supportive of not a lot of parents like that but my parents were like wow four days and three days off that's really cool it's gonna be good for sports and so I grew up in the Bighorn school district awesome and uh, so off to college and whatever and I'm a proud college dropout I, not a lot of people say that but <laughs> and and the word college dropout is actually a much cooler way to say it than what actually happened <laughs> school did not work out for me. right well, I pretty much flugged out it wasn't good but it, it is led me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I, I don't mean anything bad about college. I think anybody does that stuff. Is great. That's good. It just didn't work for me. And it put me down a pathway to where I am today. Uh, got out of school and uh, went straight to the mountains and became a ski bum where I met my wife and, uh, you know, we, we got married and we live uh, between Ranchester and Dayton out on her family's ranch. I run my companies and we help on this family ranch and uh, I write my books. That's awesome. I mean, it's like, it's fantastic. It's the dream.
0: Just skiing up here at Antelope yeah, Butte? Yeah, yeah,
1: Butte. Yeah, I just showed up there. I was totally jobless. My parents were like, what are you going to do with your life? I don't know. Go in the mountains for a while. Yep. And they were so cool about that. They're like, this is the time you're going to do this. You know, you're not married, no kids. Go to the mountains and experience some mm-hmm. life. And So I did two years. I did that. I think I was making like six bucks an hour, but I didn't right. care. It was just like, it was a sweet job. And I did that for a while. We, and yeah, it was right here at Antelope Butte, Right before they closed the first time. Yep, the first time. Yep. Yes, this has been... The spring of 2000.
0: Okay. So it was 2000, wow. 2000 yeah. 2001. Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Well, then how did you, because you own your own business, like yeah. you mentioned, uh, fencing, correct?
1: Right. I own a fence company and I, I, I got that because I, I consider myself a you university know, entrepreneur, a uh, business owner. It's really entrepreneur by necessity. Yeah. Because I had a fantastic job about 2013. I was working for a Marathon Oil Company. Great job. I was one of the first. Um, project management stat type uh, yep. levels of someone who's worked there without a college degree. I really worked my way up into that. And I got a lot of good things coming out of that. A great job. Good bonuses. Great. Everything I'm mean, in on it. And then in 2013, in the fall, poof, gone. Yep. They just dried up. They were moving on. I could have moved with them, but no, I'm just going to stay here. We live on that family's ranch, on my wife's family's ranch. It was great. I wanted my kids to live here. So we did. And I'm like, well, what are we going to do? We got to do something. I can't find another job. This was the best I had ever done. And we lost it. It's time to control my own our own destiny we want this we're going to start a company yeah when I mean, you think of a worse time to start a company <laughs> you just lost your job it's almost christmas winter's coming on you get these little kids counting on a great christmas and you look at your wife and like i know what we'll do we'll start a company yeah i've got like, a great idea It's is a great <laughs> idea like, yeah and my wife she's like let's do it you bet well i mean you know you're gonna be here for a little while let's go so yeah. we did and it's not easy it hadn't been easy we and we put it together and for since then we've we've grown this company. And we, I, I say that we're the premium level of, of fence construction. There
0: yeah. There, so. How, how'd you land on uh, fence construction? Was uh, that from the marathon days no, or? No, just,
1: that thing fell on my lap. Yeah. Really? It was just one of those deals. Um, we were, I'd been kicking this around for a while. How do I start my own business? And I was still working at the time. I really kind of wanted to do it. And I knew a few people that are in, they're in the industry. And one of them came to me and said, like, you know, if you, uh, if you want, I mean, I'll show you how to do this industry. I'll come work for you. And I'm like, oh, you in partnership? No. No, he's out on partnership. Um, I'll just come work for you. I'll show you how it's done. I'm like, oh, heck, you know, there, there you go. Subject matter expert. Let's check it yeah. out. So we did. <laughs> and we hired the guy, and he worked for us for a few years. And it was good. We learned a lot from it, put us on a good direction, good path. And uh, he's moved on since then. But we've done a lot of other work. So it's just kind of like... I don't know. You just rolls in and you see these opportunities and like I don't love it, but here it is. Let's check it out. Yeah, let's see what it does. Let's. It's more about the results than mm-hmm. anything. So let's see. And it's turned into an amazing thing for us. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Um. So that was 2013, really 14. beginning of 14, I guess. Basically, yep. the beginning of
1: 14 is yeah. the fall of 13, and uh, yeah, yeah, we went. Oh man, from November till, uh, almost, uh, yeah. Um, even February before we were really doing anything, but we were planning, we yep. were working and mm-hmm. I'd just been laid off. So I had nothing but time. So what's your, what's your job when you don't have a job, it's developing another job. Right. And yeah. That's, so that's, <laughs> that's
0: what I was doing. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, a lot of lessons there too, of, of, uh, you know, that entrepreneurial, like you said, it was a necessity a little bit. Um, and what, uh, what great support from your wife. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> um, is, is, so is that what, um, led you to, cause you were also a co author in the, uh, the better business book series, uh, one and two, uh, tell us a little bit about that. So
1: here, this is crazy. All right, Aaron. So I'm like this enigma, weird paradox of a person. So you'll see me out there in the, on the construction sites doing one of my jobs, be covered in grease and dirt and oil and mud, but deep inside, man, I love to write. You know, you just look at this guy, you are think, man, this is not a writer. This is a, <laughs> not the guy. So, um, so I started a blog, uh, and I've been just doing this blog all the time. And I'm getting a few people following my stuff in a little bit. And I got, uh, uh somehow the, somebody messaged me some way. Hey man, I know this guy down in, uh, Florida. And he's putting together this book project. He's looking for entrepreneurs to write a chapter in this book. He's looking for 100 entrepreneurs. I I think he should go you know, check this out. And so the guy actually, his name is um, Tyler. Tyler was his name. He uh, contacted me and says, Hey, are you interested in this? We'd like to hear what you have. And I'm like, sure, let's, let's check it out. So he uh, scheduled up an interview with me and I had to drive out someplace and find some service. I was, like, well, sure, I was right. on a project and I had to get way up on a hill and I'm talking to this guy in my truck and we're, you know, we're talking and he just wants to know, you know, what, what do you do? Are you an entrepreneur? And tell us a little about it. It's very similar to what we're doing now. Yeah. And I mean, we talked, for 45 minutes. He's like, Hey man, I think you've got a great story. Um, how you started your company and all this stuff. We'd like to know what you have to say. Can you put together a thousand word chapter on virtually any topic you want? Uh, but it can be just, you know, pick something and yeah. then send us this chapter. It would be beneficial to people who want to learn how to do business because this book was at the time they didn't really have a name for it when we were in that infancy stage of starting it. Yeah. Um, but as we, uh, developed, we had this big, uh, you know, everybody voted on what it would call the book. It came up "Better Business Book." I didn't love it, but I, you know, you get that many people together. <laughs> yeah, that's go. a lot of people. <laughs> that's a lot of people. You know, you're just like win in Rome, man. Let's just do it. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I submitted that uh, my chapter, and my I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I loved to write, and I was like, a thousand words, I can crank that out in them in an evening, and mm-hmm. I did really. Yeah. Because I already knew what I wanted to do, and I did this chapter on um, entrepreneurial superpowers. Okay. Think about entrepreneurs, man. They really do have superpowers. Uh, think about just every story you've heard about the struggles of becoming an entrepreneur and that you stuck with it, stuck with it. And I mean, we were four months ever getting paid our first year of business. Right. You know, people can hold out for four months before you had any income. I remember when uh, our first check for business uh, rendered services came in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was, I was uh, half a million dollars in debt starting my company right it did not have a 401k left i cashed that out to start this bench i borrowed a ton of money hadn't been paid in four months go to the post office and pull out this thing from new era petroleum this little oil company that used to be here we did some- excuse me, some work for, and I just come busting through the house and I'm carrying this check (laughs) in my hand. I'm like, Rebecca, look at this. It's the money. The money's coming in. That check was like 2,700 (laughs) bucks. And I've never been more excited about $2,700 in my life than that day that check came in. And it was from work we did way back four months ago. It was finally starting to catch Mm -hmm. up uh, dealing with some of those oil companies. takes forever. So I sit there and thinking, man, entrepreneurs have superpowers to be able to hang hang tough with that, yeah. show up every day, and, and this, is, this is not easy. This is why only 16% of us in the world do it, mm-hmm. and, or at least in the country. Uh, and So I thought that was great. So anyway, I sent this chapter in about this. I can't remember all of the little points I had in that. But anyway, Sure. do you remember when you are in high school and your, uh, uh, your English teacher graded your paper you just wrote? Right. Imagine that about 10 times meaner when a back East high end book editor reads your work,
0: right? You're like,
1: <laughs> he sends back his comments and my, my chapter is three pages. You know, he sends it out of course uh, electronically is like he profused red ink all over this yep. thing. And then the comment section is just <laughs> brutal. Packed, yeah. Oh Yeah. Brutal. And there's a lot of things like, Hey, you're using the wrong word here. And this punctuation is not right. The little editing things that are good, uh, uh, grammar and what have you yeah that's that's good you want that but when the guy's like you brag too much you do the people aren't going to want to read this garbage and that garbage <laughs> this guy was brutal and so when you when i got done with it i was like man i'm a terrible writer <laughs> this, i don't know if this is me maybe this guy hates me but anyway uh so i did some corrections right and i put it back but i didn't do it all because when those guys go in they they copy at it and I don't even know what copy editing is. It's just kind of this thing where they take what you said. Well, let's change it to mm-hmm. make it better. Yeah. But to me, what they're doing, let's take all the passion out of it. Take you out of it, your personality, everything you put into it and make it so that a reader will enjoy reading. Sure. I get that. Okay. But it doesn't work for me. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I just corrected the spelling, punctuation, grammar, blah, blah. And I sent it back and I'm like, dude, that this is it. This is what I do. This is me. This is the best I can. You wanted it for me. This is what I do. And it, I never heard anything back. I think it gets published. I get my first copy. I'm like, oh, I'm in this book. It's things like printed. And I don't know how many languages. It's all over the world. Wow. And I, I've always wanted to go look at my words written in some other language. I just haven't done it yet. And so when I read it, I'm just like, okay, that was good. But it wasn't me. Mm. He he copy edited it and I'm not saying anything bad. That's a good group. It's uh, authors unite and they do wonderful work and it's great. It's just, you have so many people doing this thing. And so I, then the next year they asked me to do volume two. I got invited to do it again. I already knew what to expect. Okay. Do your best, but just let them do their thing. Mm -hmm. And I did. And when the, when the book came out, I'm like, looked at my chapter and I'm like, that that's not me. I mean, it's just okay. <laughs> so then I figured out right away, collective work like that. It's not for me. I'm, I, I'm a more of an individual. I'm an entrepreneur for crying out loud. I how yeah. to do things on my own. Right. So that, uh, so it was a great experience. I learned a ton. I've given a lot of good friends, uh, in that, in that group over there. I still keep into contact with some of them, but I discovered, you know, I need to do this my own myself. Mm-hmm.
0: self. And this is yeah. cool. What was the second, uh, it
1: was better business. Book Volume Two. I do not remember my childhood. What you wrote? <laughs> yeah, because I, I my heart went in it. Yeah, you know no, that's right. I could go back on my computer and go. Oh, of course. yeah. I think I said something about that. Uh, real people of power, rich people, they don't gamble with their money. You know, they you don't see these guys gambling. They make money. They they're about uh, accumulating wealth and not risking on silly things like gambling and
0: mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. I put
1: something to that effect in there. Sure, just little pieces of advice. You know that, that could. Help uh, budding entrepreneurs.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I backed out from there. You know, I think there's six, eight volumes out there now. Oh wow. There might even be more, but uh cool. I backed away from it and started doing my own thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say, well, we can kind of tell where this is going, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've been you've been blogging, um, you were part of those those uh volumes there, collective work. Um, how did this book come about? You know, how a king yeah. is made? I mean, um, kind of reading the first chapter so far, it obviously ties to business and entrepreneurs, but right. walk us through that process right, on coming so to it. Yeah.
1: This is, this is crazy. So for me, I've got, it's, it's one of those moments when you discover your muse is already inside of you. Mm. You're not working off of a fulcrum. You don't need a source of inspiration anymore. And you, you're just like, no, I know what I need. I know what it is. I just don't know what to call it. I don't know where it is. It's out there floating in this ether. And you know about it. You feel it. You see it. And as 2020 started, and as much fun as all that was, started to come around I started to see <laughs> a, a side of people, and especially men, um, I started seeing a side of this. And I was hearing words like, uncertainty, uh, these uncertain times, uh, unprecedented, and Mm. things like that. I started hearing these words in the media and just overall uh, conversation in, in the country. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm a history buff. I know history. I love history. I read voraciously about history and things, you know, like the military, you know, know your history and type stuff. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is nothing new. What do you mean unprecedented? No, the world has been around disease, warfare, riots from the first century. What do you mean this is nothing? You know, so anyway, I started feeding myself off of that. And, you know, you kind of, it was, I was just looking at it from a distance, really. I was... But I'd always had this thing in my mind about some really successful people. I love studying success. I want to see where it is. I want to open the hood up on it and see what makes it work. So I study everybody from old royal court uh, kings and just powerful people in the back, even like uh, just writers and people who were really influential in the back, in, in back in those days, yeah. all the way up to the um, – uh gilded age type yeah. the industrial revolution guys and in sports some really big sports buff I love looking at that and then our modern day entrepreneur titans of today you know I love seeing what makes those guys tick and you always hear people say that guy's the king of I don't know, pillows this my pillow guy that yeah. guy's the king of the pillow this guy's <laughs> the king of mattresses this guy's the king king I'm like oh man those guys are the kings you know I want to see how they're made oh there it was one day it just hit me How is a king made? Mm. Here, here's how a king is made. Now that I have this 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 working title, now I can work. Now I can do my research. Now I have something to anchor this on, and it it was really cool how I started doing it because now it was it was all starting to come to me. That all the books I'd read, all the research I'd done, is all just starting to flow right into it, and then uh, it started working into what you see now is uh, just the kind of that kind of work. Yeah, ended up
0: being. Yeah, no, it's awesome, and and you know. That's very cool to hear how it kind of came together cuz yeah I mean you know this feel, feels like a long time ago 2 years ago Yeah it does yeah, yeah there was a lot of those words unprecedented yeah. you know and um you know it's interesting to see now who has come out of COVID Um, one, it's kind of like people had the foresight of kind of like what you said, no, this isn't anything new. You know, (laughs) uh, how, how that's insensitive. I don't know. You know, I might (laughs) jerk about that. Well, I would say it's, it's nothing new. And I mean, some people were calling it for what it was, you know, it was kind of a, um, you know, uh, a scam of, of things. And, and something you talk about early in the book is, uh, the 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 taken away of masculinity in men, you know, yeah. a little bit, and the strong men, which right. uh, you know is, I think, is coming back. I think people have realized, I do too, I do too. Um, yeah. the need for it. Um, but um, yeah, you know, I think um, your chapter one. We'll just kind of dive into chapter one and in, in some of this these first parts here, Dan. Um, you know, for example, is uh, chapter one a good king or a bad king? Um, and you talk about, you know it's what they value and the experiences they have, um, you know, about that. Yeah. So talk a little bit right. about, does, yeah.
1: Does, uh, does let's look at it this way. I, all the things that I've studied, researched and worked on and read, you know, I'm looking at these really powerful men from CEOs to crime bosses, to mob bosses, like drug kingpins to company founders. You look at all the, like, take those five guys. Is there any, is, are they really that different? They're really not in the eyes of success and the gods of success and the laws of absolute power. These people, their rise to to their power is ultimately the same. The only thing that's different is the industries they choose.
0: Right. You know, (laughs)
1: honestly, there is a book, and I'm going to try to figure it out. Um, I heard about it one time, and it's called... Uh, run your company like a drug cartel. Oh, okay. I mean, these guys, you know, they, these guys haven't figured it out. I mean, that's a horrible thing to, to uh, look at it and <laughs> get inspiration from, but really, look at the loyalty, look at the money, look at everything that they kind of do. So that's what it's basically saying yeah. is that it's all the same. Now, they use charisma, ruthlessness, charm, um, uh, action. They're willing to take action that other men won't. All these guys are the same and as the good king versus the bad king, you know, you had old, time benevolent kings who the people loved and you had the malevolent kings who the people feared and other nations feared. But the rise to power was actually the same. Mm-hmm. That's not all that different than it is today between good business owners and crime bosses. Yeah. It's it's kind of the same thing. And I delineate that with the stories in the, of the good king or the bad king.
0: Yeah. For example, you, you, you know, the good king is Jeff Bezos yeah. and, and similar story as you, you know, he had a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, different circumstances to how you guys got to the entrepreneurial part but he wanted to start his own business and he went and did it and you know he is what he is now that everyone knows and then uh ross uh albrecht what i forgot about until (laughs) i was reading and i was like oh yeah and remember that guy um you know especially with blockchain and bitcoin now um (laughs) if anyone doesn't know ross he created the silk road website which was kind of the start of bitcoin and blockchain and He's infamous because uh, he kind of got connected with people were using Bitcoin and blockchain for illicit yeah. activity, yeah. Um, which has always been the big talk about blockchain. But, yeah. um, you well, yeah. know, that wasn't really his intent. It was just. No, the- no.
1: Yeah, you, you <laughs> nailed it. That wasn't his intent. He really the Silk Road. If you, were, you read and study the Silk Road, which I, I like put you under a book that's really good and tells you about it. Um, it, it was well intentioned. Yeah, you know every bit of it was good intentions that he wanted. Man, just good people who wanted to get high in their house without facing drug, sketchy drug dealers in the back uh, in a back alley. You know, they wanted ambiguity, uh, autonomy, and guaranteed delivery. Yeah, all uh, you know that's pretty much what Amazon is, right? So he's kind of <laughs> working on the same thing at the same time, only his. Road to hell Mm -hmm. that was paved in good intentions, sent a lot of people down uh, uh, into a road of really bad things, human depravity that
0: was awful. Mm -hmm. Um, And really industrious, prodigious young man is behind bars. Well, and what's funny is now you've got some apps that are pretty similar to, you know, because you can pay and get services all online. Um, and some of them now do blockchain just now, obviously not illicit right. illegal activity, but, um, so
1: have you seen the movement, uh, the free Ross, Ross Albrecht movement?
0: Yes. Yeah. Right.
1: That's pretty intense. I, I didn't even know much about it. Like his mom is leading that revolution, She's, you know, but that's, her, that's her kid. I get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that's one example. Um, when I was reading this first chapter, I was thinking about, um, have you ever read the book, 48 Laws oh, of yeah. Power? That's exactly what that author is talking about, Green, I think. Um, oh, Robert Green. Yeah. yeah. Um, and someone told me, they are like, uh, when I asked for that book, I, I think I asked for it for like Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. Someone was like, Aaron, you know, like that's the, like the top 10 read in prison book or something yeah. like that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And um, I've heard Robert Green talk about why he wrote the book, which is wasn't anywhere close for prison or anything like that. But exactly what you said, everyone, um, and actually I think Robert Green said 50 cent for read his book. Uh, anyways. Yep. Yep. Cause 50 the cent 50th law. Yeah. Cause, cause with 50 cents, 50 cents that he grew up with yes these principles in, in, uh, in Brooklyn, I believe. Yeah, and you wouldn't
1: believe it and yeah. to add to your prison thing. Do you know that the U S prison system finally banned it? Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Which is my goal.
1: With this get, book. get this book, I want my risk. book banned from prison. That's when I'll know I made it in this world.
0: <laughs> you know, when it's a dangerous book. Yeah, I want it to be a dangerous book. It, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Very cool. No, that's exactly. So if anyone hasn't read that, read that. Cause that's exactly what Dan is talking about is. Well, it, I'll, I'll tell
1: you, I, I get a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, I get a lot of inspiration from Robert Green. Yes. He's one of my favorite authors. I like his voice. I like Mm. his writing voice. That's the voice I work on too. And so I draw inspiration from his writing book. In fact, my wife and I, in the summertime, we sit in out there in the backyard in our house and we read Robert Green. Awesome. We read them all. (laughs) We just sit there. My wife loves it. It's incredibly complex writing. It's very good. You're not going to be able to uh, say all the names, his history and his research is phenomenal, far greater than mine. It gives me something to shoot for. Where does this guy get this stuff? You know? So it's a nice target. I'm trying, I'm not, like him, but I, 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 draw a lot of inspiration mm. from just that, his voice.
0: And well, and, and uh, I, I, see the similarity in regards to his, his, uh, the, the bluntness of it, Yes, you know, yes. this is the research, this is what it says. And then this is my opinion on that research. So yeah,
1: good. Good. Um, I'm glad you're picking up on that yeah, because yeah. it is a, it's a hard hitting book. It is. That's, and that's what i intended it to do. Yeah. You, did you read, you saw the, the, like, I think it's the third chapter or excuse me, third paragraph in the introduction. I go right at men Mm -hmm. right away. I say, listen, dude, I know your dreams for the future when you were 19 were not to drive a used minivan, have weekends (laughs) off and work some meaningless job for average pay like all the other schlubs at your office. I know that's not your dream. And every guy is going to go, yes, I know that is. That's why you're here now. You know, why did that happen now? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I really go after it. I want to hit the reader. That's not fun to read uh, for a lot of people, but i wanted to strike a little bit. Because I want you to turn the page. Yeah. See what's next.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, honestly, if 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 that offends you and you put it down, then guess what? The book's not for you. You know, and it's I, not for you. And yeah. you're, I guess, you are happy with it. Yeah, you know.
1: Well, I hope that book becomes your conscience. Then. At
0: that yeah. Point, you yeah.
1: Know? You might also read in there somewhere. that I, I talk about that. I, I don't want to be your. Uh, I'm just not meant to inspire you. Yeah. This is a book that's not meant to inspire you. I want truth to inspire you. Mm -hmm. So when you read these truthful things, the truth is never wrong, right? So when you read these truthful things, I want it to be memorable. Yeah. And so if you do put it down, Maybe someday you're gonna go, dude. That I gotta pick that back up. He was right about that. That Bachman man was right. Yeah, (laughs) crazy (laughs) son of a. Yeah, I gotta pick that back up. I want to be memorable to even if you don't love it. You know who actually I'm finding likes this book the most? Mm. Women. Yeah, I had. I kind of was thinking that as I was writing this and my wife interjected a few things that she found great about it and stuff. I'm like, you know, this is a book for men, but women seem to really gravitate to this and read this. They, women really like this so warning guys. Listen, you know, you read this book, man, the ladies are going to
0: yep. like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you don't hold back on that too. <laughs> no, 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 we don't hold back. Um, no. well, and that's, um, Oh, this is what I was gonna say, I have a feeling too. Do you read, Jordan Peterson or I, listen yeah, to Jordan Peterson. Pe- Jordan yeah. I've
1: Pe- have probably followed him longer than most people. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I, um, I remember when he was fighting with the Canadian government.
0: Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That's way back. Yeah. That's way um, back. Um, yeah. He, uh, again, the truth thing that's, mm-hmm. that's always been his thing too, is, is, one truth, truth, like you said, is hard hitting and it has to be. And yep. if it's not, then it's kind of one of those, it's probably not the truth then. Yeah. It's so. probably not, or you're not
1: paying attention or yep. something, or you're just, cause you're right. Most of the advice you're probably ever going to get in your life is something you're not going to want to
0: hear. Yep. Exactly. That is
1: mm-hmm. most of the time is what it's going to yeah. be. And you know, here's the other thing, Aaron, when I talk, look at this, if I'm wrong on some of that stuff, I'm totally desensitized from that. I've been an entrepreneur long enough. I don't have any skin left on my ass. Yeah, People can yell at me all day and tell I mean, you're so screwed up. You're so wrong. That's not how it is. And I'm like, no, I'll, I'll buy that. That's probably right. Mm-hmm. This is how I felt, you know?
0: Yeah. What well, I did. and that's the that's the cool thing about writing, you know, the blog, uh, you mm. know, podcasts is, you know, yeah, that, that yeah, we're we're doing it. So yeah, if you have something to say, absolutely, that, that's great. <laughs> so
1: in the Kindle version, this is great. You as you read, you're going to see uh, my editing budget was well, let's say less than flush. Uh, <laughs> so I, I I really did is so self edited, and my wife and my mom and everybody just can best we can yeah read good free flow just just and so it's it's like. I, I thought who better to edit your book than your readers who think about that? Who is more willing to tell you when you're doing something Mm -hmm. wrong than your audience. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm like, let's let the world edit this thing for me. So in the Kindle version, I didn't put it in the, that one, but in the Kindle version, because I can edit the Kindle version really easy. I can't really edit, edit the
0: right. Yeah. Hard copy. Yeah. Right.
1: But I can in the Kindle. Oh, awesome. In the electronic version, I can go back and republish. So I put in there, Hey, if you see something misspelled, (laughs) will you email me? Yeah. Or grammar (laughs) or, Grammar, just point it out. I'll fix it.
0: That's because really, awesome. I
1: don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just throwing this thing out, and I'm depending on you. So I'm I'm throwing myself. I'm showing a vulnerability yes. in my writing right away. I'm not afraid to be vulnerable. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a tough guy. I'm still not afraid to go. Yeah, I was wrong. I used the wrong there or something like yep. that. You caught that. Great. I've read it a thousand times and I didn't catch it. And it just happens because I know how I want it to read.
0: Yep. Exactly. So someone
1: else is going to see that. Please feel free to just email me. My email's in there and say, dude, that's wrong. Fix this and I'll fix it.
0: I really will. <laughs> that's awesome. You know? Well, and, and yeah, being humble, having some vulnerability. Um, let's take a break. Real quick, because we're, you know, Gobi Wyoming is doing something new this season, Dan, and Mm -hmm. you and I are talking about it. So um, today's sponsor is your own group. Why not? Yeah, about that? (laughs) Look (laughs) at that coincidence. Uh, (laughs) This is so weird. the Bachman Group Fence, highest quality fence and gate systems for high-valued assets, properties, and fine homes. Go to bachmangroup.com to begin discussing your fencing or gate projects. And Bachman, I should say, spelled B-O-C-K-M-A-N. Uh, they'll yeah. be in the description and all that. But um, way The to, way to remember that is the K stands for knowledge. Knowledge. There knowledge, you go. <laughs> that's how you remember that, the K. Knowledge or king? I was going to say king. You're the king. king. That's <laughs> good you way go. to
1: think of that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, the K <laughs>
0: means king. Right? Um, well done. I love real quick, since we're doing this, Dan, um, you know, I love that description there. So you obviously help with homes, uh, properties. Um, and then you guys also do gate systems. So I'm guessing like some private uh, private yeah, home we entry do, systems. Yep, do
1: entry systems, automatic gate systems, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do a, a lot of that. Um, you know, and plus, virtually any other kind of fence work. Yeah. Uh, around and yeah, you know, I pride myself on the, the smaller projects for the nicer homes. We do a ton of work out of the Powder Horn mm-hmm. and places like a great
0: customer. Yep. we
1: don't do as much of the ranch stuff. Uh, there's a lot of ranch fence type people. We're we're about yep. uh, premium level. Yep, fencing on homes,
0: private private property, private and, property yep.
1: assets, uh, big business type stuff. Yeah, we we really <laughs> cater to that.
0: Very cool. No, that's awesome. Um, okay. Last thing um, is I I got to the point of the five traits of Alpha, and oh, I yeah. do I want to talk all, about all five of these, um, and we'll kind of dive into them a little bit. But I know you dive into them in in, in the book yeah, further, yeah. obviously. A nice
1: nice dissertation on that.
0: Yeah, right yeah. I'll run through the five and then we'll talk about them. Okay, yeah, um, so the five traits of alpha comfortable with confrontation, dominate, uh, communication, um, or, um, I probably wrote that down wrong, but dominant
1: domination, uh, uh,
0: communication. Yeah. yeah yep. Yeah. Um, control, control a situation. Um, or I think we'll get into it pre- probably the knowledge of how to control a situation. Um, being a problem solver. And then this one I know is going to be an interesting one. Um, uh, big dick energies is how you put it in the book. (laughs) Um, so, and we'll dive into that, but, um, that's good. No. So, um, this one's easy. Um, so being a football coach up at Sheridan, uh, comfortable with confrontation, you know, something we tell the kids all the time is be comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, and, um, you know, I think I like this a little bit more, a little bit about confrontation because, you know, you can be uncomfortable, like yep. working out or yeah, anybody uh, can be uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think confrontation is important because I think that um, is a very hard skill to to master right. uh, of right. uh, of being calm under pressure. Um, and then I think confrontation, I think that's it. when you're interacting with someone, you know, you know, as a business owner yep. negotiating or working with an employee, you know, that's Gotta be all comfortable with it. Yeah. It's yep. all confrontation, you yep. know? Um,
1: and, uh, yeah. So let me elabor- elaborate yes, on yes. that
0: a little bit. Cause you, 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 you bring up great
1: things with this thing. Um, so in my research, you know, that's what I do. I research so much. I read all these things and these, uh, how these alpha traits came out is the, that to become the king of, of whatever you're going to do mm-hmm. you need some building blocks of this kingsmanship that I, I talk about I think I might have even invented that word I don't even know if that's a real <laughs> word so you're developing your kingsmanship um, you need to five alpha traits, and the king is an alpha male. He's a powerful man. He's this protagonist that is in control of everything in every aspect of his life, and one of those things is being comfortable with confrontation. Think about, and I know a lot of people don't love this man, but I, I tell you about it in the book, to just remove your, your personal grievances against uh, John D Rockefeller. I mean the man was kind of unscrupulous. He was tough, but it was it was different times. But if you look at him and we really research him, the man invited confrontation into his business. He looked for any way to try and get somebody to knock him off their game. And he would go through these long, long battles with these guys because he knew one thing about winning uh, the initiative, winning in business, is to be able to be the one that can last longer than anyone else. Because men, most men, just don't have the stomach for long, protracted battles. They just can't handle the, the, their nerve. That eventually, they'll break. And that's what this alpha male does is he's like, no, I can outlast you. I can now do this guy right here. That was one of them. He yep. Kobe the same, Bryant he here on the wall. The same yeah. thing. That is exactly right. That was one of the things, one of the greatest stories about him that I remember was in the training room, uh, him and he was sitting there getting ready to do some pushups. I think that was, and he was with the trainer and Dwayne Wade came in and they sat down and then they started doing them side by side and they kept going and kept going and kept going and push, push, push. And finally, I think it was Dwayne. It was, I think it was Dwayne or somebody else, but I finally collapsed and he gets up and says, wow, Kobe, that was awesome. Like, How many did you do? And he goes, I don't know. I just had to do more than you. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. I love that. And that's the protracted battle. How long can you go? Because I can outlast you. I mm-hmm. can outdo you. I can. And eventually, weaker men will start to get uh, slough off from yeah. that. And so that's what inviting confrontation into your life is all about. And, you know, It's not about running around being a jerk and being mean to people, just trying to establish." St- st- your 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 domination through mm-hmm. through these battles that you're gonna have because business is a battle it's that's really what uh this is we're there's all kinds of different things about it but you yeah. gotta be able to have that nerve that nervous steel to be able to handle this confrontations negotiations a big one being able to know how to just keep that steely mind all the time through that whole thing and just see how long you can outlast somebody yep And it's good comfort and i love negotiations they're fun
0: yeah that's a good time um have you read Chris Voss? Then the, I did. Yeah, yeah. So ever split the difference? That's the same Fantastic. thing because he 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 goes. He says the first trick is get get confrontation right now. Yeah, and then his big thing is really more learning about what they're trying to do. But that's the same thing. Is kind of just keep asking questions. You know, and just um, yeah, take it, cool, take emotion it, out of it, yeah, and just um,
1: removing those emotions.
0: Yeah, yeah um, that's,
1: Where you're gonna see is the alpha male is gonna win that situation every time because he strips himself of emotion where most people get mad, they get crazy they're fle- and they're just emotional. They're angry. They're yep. all this stuff where the alpha male in the building blocks of the king is cool, collective and just focused.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, next one. Um, I think I wrote this down wrong, but it's uh, domi- domination, communication, domination, communication, yeah.
1: being able it- to communicate your domination. So you think about very dominant people in the world. Do they need to tell you that they're the dominant person in the world? Or do you already know? Most people already know.
0: Yeah. And
1: I use John D. Rockefeller a lot because I researched him a lot. But they always said when the man walked into a hotel lobby to eat dinner, everybody's like, the boss is here. Mm. They didn't even work for him. But they knew that man was the most dominant man in the room. Um, Andrew Carnegie, they called him the little boss. Because he was so powerful, he was a short little Scotsman, but he was incredibly powerful, and he was, he was so dominant everywhere he went. He didn't have to say anything. Um, once again, Kobe, does he ever have to tell you he's the best? No, you already knew. Mm. He just he he, he just because because of results. Yeah. Basically, it's because of your results uh, of of what you do should, sets up your domination. Now, having killer instincts to go along with that doesn't yes. hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what what these alpha Else do with this what this protagonist of the king is when the king walks in people make way yep that's that's what that communication is
0: kind of the old the old adage you know uh fake it till you make it almost you know it, it, control control that um uh, the aura of yourself. It you really know? is. Yeah. Put yep. Put the
1: crown on your head. You'll hear that in 48 laws of power, right? Yep. You put the crown on your head, where that be that King already and you know, things will happen for you. Now the, the true domination is the ones that have all the history of being able to do it. Yep. Those are the guys you, you don't have to guess.
0: You have about. to prove it. You know, yeah. if, if it comes to it. Yeah. yeah
1: when it comes That's- down to it, you better be ready to,
0: <laughs> to produce results. Um, The third one control situation. I think this one's super important. You know, we kind of talked about negotiating already, but, um, I think what we're talking about is maybe a high pressure, um, in the moment, you know, something's happening situation. Um, and, and, and honestly, we've probably seen it in the last couple of years. Um, uh, in the last two administrations of either lack of that, um, or sometimes they do make a decision. So uh, yeah, dive into this one, control so control can, situation. Yeah,
1: controlling the initiative mm. is is what we talk about in this. And maintaining control of that initiative is once again this cool, composed uh, uh, composure all the time. And where that comes from, it's, it's simply easy, it's preparation. People who are comfortable with um, confrontation, who are dominant communication and are controlling the initiative of everything they do are nothing but prepared, prepare, prepare all the time. These, uh, the more I study these guys, the common thread that I see with them is this, you'll read about deliberate practice as you go through the book, some more about what it means to, to be absolutely deliberate, far greater than everyone else. And what it kind of means is we practice until we fail. You know, everybody wants to practice on end on a good one end on it. You know, make those free <laughs> throws and we're going to call it a day. But the guys who, uh, who who do it the best go until they can't go anymore and they're missing and then they back up and the next day they start from their failure point and keep going. So that's uh, that's kind of that controlling initiative. You practice so much. I'm prepared so much. Rockefeller was the same way. You will never beat me. I'm always prepared. I live breathe and eat this company. You will never get ahead of me on this because I do nothing but prepare how are you going to beat a guy that never loses right and that's in all these different and even if you do best him someplace he knows a way that he's going to come back and and become a winner eventually yeah he's able to wait you out again on this so it's 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 a relentless uh, drive Mm -hmm. to always be in control of everything all the time
0: well and like kobe you know you we've talked about kobe a little bit too that's uh you're talking about learning from failures and that's kind of that those guys just don't One, they don't see that as a loss; they see it as, you know, the next step. So um, that's that's awesome. No, that's you're going to read about
1: uh, Sean White. Oh yeah, cover Sean White really heavily in one of these, and you're going to read so many similarities between Kobe, Sean White. Rockefeller, these guys all have the same threads of character in their winning all right. the time. Yeah. And you're going to love that one. Sean
0: that's White. awesome. Sean White. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. a closer to home there at the end, yeah, of, the, that's end gonna, of the winter Olympics. See, <laughs> it is. Yeah. 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 It is. It's in the deliberate practice challenge. Awesome. Here. All right. Last one. So, um, okay. I wrote, I think you have a different work, the different heading on it, but then you say like that it's yes. also this. So, yes. uh, but what is the trait, uh, big dick energy, that you're talking big, big, about? <laughs>
1: big, big dick energy came to me. my wife had was listening to something and she heard this podcast and I and I don't remember what she was listening to and I'm like, is that what the, what she was talking about? It's like that that big dick energy? I was like, yeah, listen to this and I'm like, that is actually pretty cool because it made me think about. The ancient Greeks. Well, I'm a history guy, right? So the ancient Greeks and Romans, they were all about the big deck energies of their time. And, and you'll notice this is that if you read back into history, the phallus, which was the erect penis, mm-hmm. was a symbol of potency and success in the old Greek world. And you think, Dan, what are you talking about? I mean, did you see those statues <laughs> out there, the gods and the Greek and all these and little pitty thing, And like, actually, that was more of an artist representation, a modest repetition. Presentation mm-hmm. by by a uh, an artist. Yeah. But the but truly, if you read more about it, the the men in those days were absolutely proud of, the, of yeah. their uh, uh, endowment mm-hmm. to be able to. And what that was a sign of is that you can run your business, you're going to be successful, and you're able to propr- procreate and hand down generations of wealth and build this strong family legacy that could last for generations. And so then that. Big dick energy was so powerful <laughs> back in those days. This is something I think we're starting to lose in this mm. day and age. Men are just so like, what do we get? We get these words now: masculine toxicity, with uh, confidence toxicity. I saw that one not too long ago.
0: Oh, really? It's some
1: <laughs> article is like, don't come to the office and be too confident. You're you're offending people. Oh, for crying out loud! Yeah. You know, I was just like, yeah, I can't believe that. What happened to big dick power? Big dick energy, man. These men that. Uh, that were in control of their lives and they loved their wives. They love their families. And they were, they were successful in their, in their business. I mean, in the kind of bad boys, right? mm-hmm. you're going to read a little bit about this. And, and I'm not talking about bad boys, like some loser that she's going to have to take care of or try to change. I'm talking about bad boys who, who break the rules, maybe even break the laws. I mean, something they're trying to get ahead in this world. These are the kind of guys that are success driven at, all costs, mm-hmm. any cost necessary. Right. We, you read that where you we were talking about any cost necessary. This is what these big dick power guys are, is they run around and they are just strong about what they believe. And they exude this powerful energy. Yeah. And their wives and girlfriends like
0: it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, and, uh, I want to dive into that because I think you're onto to something because uh, you mentioned all these, these. Words we're hearing, you know, masculine toxicity. What'd yeah. you say you saw a confidence, a confidence, toxicity. Um, this is like in a Forbes article. Oh my gosh. And
1: like, you know, when you come in and you're so confident in your work and stuff, that's making other people uncomfortable.
0: Sure. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. Okay,
1: get uncomfortable. This is going <laughs> to suck from here on out.
0: Yeah. Um, and what you're talking about is this, we need to get back to, Uh, you know, being independent, being strong. And then you're talking about too is, is values, you know, whether it be, (laughs) if you're just success driven, like you said, might be breaking some laws, might be breaking some rules, which we've talked about, you know, again, that's you're successful. And, you know, I'm sorry, (laughs)
1: but sometimes it does make, you know, you you might break a rule. You might bend a law to get ahead. I mean, it it happens, but it's like, that's, that's the essence of, Mm. of life. And you get it. So what? This, society doesn't like it. I mean, this is what I want. I'm going to go get it.
0: Well, and like, but if your values are right, you mentioned family, sure, wife, you're, kids. You you're know, not, you're <laughs> not being malicious. I'm not exactly. saying you go rob yeah. a liquor store. There, yeah. What I'm saying is,
1: if your paperwork isn't quite right, who cares? Go ahead and go do it. You can always catch up on that later mm-hmm. for some sort of regulatory thing. You know who um, Kenneth Cole is? Yes. Okay. I read about Kenneth Cole in this thing about how he started his, uh, his first company and he had to change the name of it, but he didn't have time to change the name of it legally. So he just printed it out in, in a copy to to get this permit yep. to do his thing at market where you read about it. Yeah. And uh, he says, you know, I broke the rules. This is illegal, but I did it. And he sold 40,000 pairs of his shoes during yep. that day.
0: Yeah. So, no, yeah, no. So that's great. So that's uh um, that's what he means when you guys are reading the book. It's not, <laughs> yeah, not like the slang. <laughs> you know, don't go be Jesse James. Yeah, things like that. it's well, still pretty
1: cool, and a little bit in, in its own way. Right. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Um, well, that's awesome. Well, Dan, we're at an hour, so and that's right, that's man. usually about the. I know you've got <laughs> to get the shut up. I'll talk all uh, day. No, no, you're good. Though <laughs> no, this was great. Um, but, um, uh, real quick, um, again, where can people find, um, how a King is made your newest book or your latest book, I should say, sorry. Um, where can they find it? And then, um, give a shout out to your, uh, your business again, too.
1: Oh yeah. So if you want to get the book, this is really good because people have asked me, are you going to do a book signing here? So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'd really like to, I'd like to do something local and stuff. but that takes time actually is a little more of an expense than what is. So what I've been telling people a little bit and I, in the paper. Article. I wanted them to talk about this, but they didn't. But you can go to Amazon.com and just type in how a king is made, put my last name on it. Usually it'll come up. Mm-hmm. You see the picture of the lion on that in in that book. You can get it there in hardback or if you do the Kindle. You can get it free on Kindle if you have the Kindle Unlimited. Yep. It's free on Kindle Unlimited. Okay. And then I think it's only uh, it might even be 99 cents. I haven't looked at it. It might be 99 cents to get it on your Kindle electronically. Oh, gotcha. And then the book is only nine bucks. Yeah. Uh, you can get it that way. I do have a hard copy coming out. I got some glitch in there, in their publisher that sure. is not working right now, but I'm going get right. it fixed. I'm going to get it on their thing. <laughs> and, uh, you can also get it on my website, uh, DanielJBachman.com.
0: Okay. Okay. For the King. Yep, K for the king. K there for you go. The king. Um, and then uh, I would imagine, uh, uh, are they all signed when they order? Or? Well, here's
1: what I'll do. If you're local, this is what I wanted the paper to say. If you're local, Sheridan County thing area for yeah. the most part, you're not 200 miles away. <laughs> if you order the, <laughs> if you order the paperback or the hardback, my phone number I think or my email is in there. When you get it, email me and let me know where you where you're at. I'll come to your house. We'll sit down and we'll discuss the book. I'll do a book signing right in your house. Perfect. I will meet. I personal, it,
0: personal book personal signing. Personal <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You just, pers- and I will sign it for, if that's, because I can't sign them all. Like I order a bunch of author's copies. I signed yours. I send it to you. You know, I can do that. But if you just go order it, I will go meet with you at your house. Awesome. Do that. We'll have a nice discussion kind of like this. Heck yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. I want to get I want to meet my readers. Yes. And uh, it would be fun to do it that way. And someday I might have a big actual book signing. Right.
0: Yep. No, very cool. Well, I'm glad you can say that on here. Um, And then how can people reach out to the Bachman Group fence?
1: Bachmangroup.com. Uh, that's that's my website. I got all my contact information there. Give me a call. Generally, it's best to email me. Okay. My phone rings all day long. All the time. And my it, it, like my mailbox will fill up in a day, you know, and I just can't get back to people. The best way to get a hold of me, you text me, too, my phone number. Text me or email me. I always get back to my customers the best I possibly can. Yep. And uh, we'd love to work with you if if uh, that would yep. to be the case.
0: Perfect. Well, Daniel, thanks for coming by. Oh, it man. was great to, great to meet the first time and uh, I'm excited to keep reading it. Yes. Um, you know, like I said, I just uh you get caught up with so many different oh, things yeah. or I got shoot, but um at least I was able to read that first chapter so that I was at least true. somewhat prepared. Yeah. Um, but um, Daniel Bachman, author yes. of How a King is Made and owner of the Bachman Group. Very good.
1: Thank you so much. Thank this you. is an absolute kick. I hope, it, I hope it works out great for us. Yes.